Emerald with the same old fantasy football talk. Well, degenerates close long and peace to be the champion. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna lose? Find out from this week on the Fantasy Lounge with your host, Randy Hansen. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mack on the mic. To my right, the commissioner, Randy Hansen. And I don't care what league you are. I don't care what city you're in. If you're in a fantasy football league, either you're 1-0 or 0-1. Or you could be in multiple leagues and you could be 0-1 across the entire board <laughs> like the commissioner finds himself this week. But there's nothing better than having football back. I know it was a little weird with no fans. But to me, in red zone... Couldn't tell the difference. Crowd noise was weird. I'll admit that. It just was like constant noise in the background. It was almost like a European soccer game. But you love to see action on the field and your players playing. Yeah, well, it was back. Football was back. There was a lot of craziness that happened. Uh, uh, you know, and then what's interesting, too, about what this football season is, I think we're going to find a lot of situations that we're in right now with people already being unhappy. And we're gonna we're gonna segue right into this, but some big news last or yesterday, a couple of days ago, the wide receivers, two big names, not happy. We're talking Odell and Allen Robinson. Rumors: Allen Robinson requests a trade. He comes out and says he didn't. Odell, there was rumors that he wants to be traded, or they're looking into trading him. It's kind of interesting already. Week one, one hundred percent. I mean, this this one hits home a little bit to us with Allen Robinson. Like, just sign the man, give the man his monies, just give it to him. Um, I also find it funny reading on Twitter, like, who's who's the guy in the Bears clubhouse? Ryan maybe can give us more information from his wife. Um, who's the guy that goes tells Matt Nagy, hey, uh, Alan Robinson just deleted everything of Bears on his social medias? That was the big news on Twitter. Alan Robinson deletes every single Bears-related tweet, Instagram photo, which is concerning. How long does that? That's got to take a ton of time. You guys, you got to dedicate at least an hour to that, doing that. Um... Here's my thing about Allen Robinson, and I, I put this question. I, I, I'm going to give it to the listeners, too. Can you still be a Bears fan if they don't extend him? 100% not. Like, you, I, I, I don't know. Like I said before, I believe they haven't paid him for the mere reason of if Mitch, as we, if Mitch is three-quarters Mitch we saw on Sunday, the first three quarters, like they're going to blow it up. And I don't know if they want to be – in a contract with a rebuild with Allen Robinson. But he's a top, to me, at least a top eight wide receiver in the NFL. I think he's got top five talent. I and mean, we've never seen him be a top five wide receiver because he's never had a good quarterback to see what he could potentially be. Yeah, I mean, you said top eight, and he was, in 2019, he was the eighth best fantasy receiver. Um, and the guy, the guy's still young. And his only two quarterbacks that he's ever played with has been Blake Borders and Mitch Trubisky. Say what you want about either one of them. They're not the most accurate quarterbacks. There was a stat that I saw that um, only 65% of his total targets in his career have been deemed catchable. Meaning, 35% or 35% of the passes are such like overthrown or underthrown passes that it's impossible to catch. So put that in perspective, and he's still one of the best and most productive fan, uh, receivers in the NFL, and he has not played with a, a quarterback that is you know truly one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is interesting. 
It's embarrassing, honestly, for him. You hate you hate to see it. There, there is some positive news. You know, he came out and had a press conference and talked about how he loves being here and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe it was just a ploy to get paid. And again, if you if the if any Bears management making decisions saw the reaction on Twitter, like they should pay him because people want him to get his money in Chicago. You know, the whole team's out there saying pay him. You know what I mean? That's a good sign. He's a good club, clubhouse guy. Just pay. Just at the end of the day, that just pay him, and let's get over it, and let's and let's move forward. I agree. Now, in the same division, opposite league, Odell Beckham Jr. There was rumors about Odell. Cleveland wanted to move on from him, or he wants to be traded. Um, he was already the body language week one against the Ravens was not good, and the stats too were not good either week one for him. Uh, that's still a little Odell by the numbers. Last year, he played in all sixteen games. Uh, for the first time in two years, which was uh, – uh, you you love to see that. Uh, being I know he's banged up with a groin injury last year, but being able to play all 16 games, he was the top 20 – he was the 25th overall fantasy wide receiver. But you look at – that's take – Sunday I know it was weird. I, I called it last week of the mortgage payment. There was gonna They were going to get throttled, a blowout against the Ravens. But Odell gets 10 targets, three catches for 22 yards. And it's like to me is like Odell's is his persona put up like a black cloud over an entire offense. Like the mere fact that you have a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield, which I think Baker's terrible. The guy has it's been said on Twitter before. The guy has more commercials than league league wins, uh, career wins, I should say. Um, I just feel like with that pressure of Odell coming back to the huddle after every play, like dude, I'm open, give me the ball, give me the ball, and it's like it's not. The best for the team, in order him to get that many that many catches, you could say you have you have all we talked about it last week. We have he has all these different options on offense. You have all these, pretty much like if you go down the entire offense at every position, they're like top ten. I would say at each position, talent wise, yeah, talent wise, you could say um, for the weapons. But he needs to get the ball that much and needs to be force fed. Like, is that overall good for the overall outcome of a win for that team? Fair enough. I mean, we talked last week about the Browns and, and how bad Baker's been. And, and again, you know, Odell is just not, in this system with this quarterback, he is not a top 20, he's not a top 25 receiver. He's just not. Um, I know the name is good. He's just, and it's just not there. Um, again, you know, last year he caught 73 passes on, you know, 130 some odd targets. He caught 55% of his targets, which is terrible in the NFL. Like, you need to be at that 65 to 70% target catch rate, and he's just not there. He's not happy. Uh, Baker's not good. You need to get rid of him. It's just, it, why are you paying him when you don't have a quarterback that could use him the right way? I'm not saying Odell's washed, but I am saying if he continues to stay on the Browns, he's washed. Is this his seventh season now? Around there, yeah. Yeah, it's his seventh season. I know he's gone five of the so, – so before of his first six seasons, not counting this year, he went over 1,000 yards receiving. Like last year he did go over 1,000 yards, yeah. which was was kind of quietly over 1,000. But I just I just don't see when you, you're getting that much volume and is and the production doesn't ma- match the volume that you're receiving. Well, it's not even, the, the production doesn't match the, the, the drama and the, the constant like circus that is Odell. And again, 
if he's in a different system and, and producing, all of a sudden you can manage this, but it's just not working in Cleveland. It's like, well, then what's a good landing, for, landing spot That's from you? That's a great say? segue. Uh, we had this conversation, and we talked within our group chat, so I'll touch on the group chat. Um, I kind of think Philly makes the perfect sense for him. Like, he knows the division. Um, I think Wentz is good enough to make him super relevant. He throws a great deep ball. I think Philadelphia, if I'm, if I'm looking to, to add a pass catcher, I would take a shot on Odell. Yeah, I would say Philly, and I, I would say, I'll say the 49ers, 49ers just signed Mohamed Sanu. Um, it's going to take some time to get him acclimated to that system, you could say, but he's played under Shanahan before. Has he? I'm yeah, sorry. he has. Yeah, with he Atlanta, has. yeah. With Atlanta. Um, I'm like second-guessing myself. But besides those two, there's not a lot of spots where I could see him going to. So it's it's going to be one of those things where he might be stuck there. Yeah, because you kind of need one of the two things to happen. You need a team that either is in desperate need of a receiver that does not care about the baggage, or you have a team that doesn't truly need him but has like a veteran quarterback and an experienced quarterback that can manage him a little bit, or like experienced guys around him. So it's it's kind of a tough fit because a lot of teams don't want to even deal with it because they already have so many other skill players. So there's not a lot of options in my opinion. Um, there was one like wild card, like I just like thinking of like straight out of, out of the blue that like watch this happen. And then at the end of the day, like we think this guy comes back and throws in our face and he's a genius because we're ripping all the time. What if like somehow they got like nickels on the dime for Odell to go to Houston? Oh, Bill they, O'Brien? You know what I mean? And Bill O'Brien comes out looking like a genius. Debbie. If he did that, that'd be And then like David Johnson kills and Odell kills. And it's like he's kind of just a tier under like Hopkins. That's actually an interesting idea. I don't think Bill O'Brien would do it, but that makes some sense because, I mean, they look, that receiving core look, did not look good. Again, Kansas City's a great team, but they did yeah. not look good. And that's like the most banged up receiver core you ever see. It's like Will, Fuller, Will Fuller, Cooks, Kenny Still. And, and Cobb. Yeah, They're all always here. Yeah, let's see, combine all together, let's see if they all play 16 games. I don't know. <clears throat> now, we're talking about how bad the Texans looked, but one, you know, a favorite segment of ours that we usually do in the preseason, but since there was no preseason. Uh, we're going to do our famous, world-famous, pass-the-eye test. And these are guys that week one, these aren't studs. There's a couple studs on here. But these are guys that maybe you weren't sure about or maybe, you know, you kind of had an idea we're going to be good or you didn't know what the system was going to be. But these are guys that you watch play on Sunday and Monday that passed the eye test, that popped up the screen. All right? And I'm going to get things going. And I'm going to start with Corey Davis. Um, the first, I mean, the fifth-year receiver – out of, uh, you know, he's a, this is his fourth year, but he's the fifth overall pick. Yes. Corey Davis maybe had his be- one of his best games as a professional uh, on Monday. Um, do you think game script had a lot to do with that? A little bit. But he played 81% of the snaps, 7 for 101. My thing is, is now you have legit A.J. Brown, who's like legit one next to him. Maybe that opens things up. But, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, he probably has to be the most added, one of the most added players uh, through this waiver process. A hundred percent, and the fact that, of course, you got to respect Derrick Henry, uh, run the ball. You got a ton of touches. I think you meant to let led uh, week one in touches and overall rushes. Uh, Derrick not, Henry did not, not positive, um, but he, he's got to be at least one or two. But Corey Davis, another guy. I know if you listen to other fantasy football podcasts, they were saying like he could be this year's Devontae Parker. Um, a guy that a guy that played and we he got a lot of fancy buzz in years past and then you think he's kind of a a wash a bust you could say and then finally comes into his own in year four especially like you're saying across from AJ Brown and have another option out there um 
it's interesting to say because we <clears throat> we've seen Tannehill be productive and be a <clears throat> a mid tier quarterback that actually can get him the ball. And going forward, he might be a good option as having at least a wide receiver three right now. Yeah, I mean, he played the same amount of snaps as AJ Brown on Monday. Um, seven catches was more catches in a single game than he had all last year. And so uh, it's week one, I know, but and that's encouraging sign. And again, you know, he's been he's always been, you know, paired with Mariota, right? Mariota was never that type of guy, the volume guy to get to receivers. Maybe now him developing and having more time with Tannehill, maybe this brings out the best of them. But again, he's a guy that is pretty much being added across fantasy leagues right now. All right. Now, I know you, you like this guy. We're talking Monday night because I was able to really sit down and dive into the Monday night games. I know there's a tight end that you saw play Monday night that you've been high on heading I, into the draft. I was, I was very pissed in our league. I kind of, because McCarthy, like we said before, the Tito's was flowing. And I kind of, I freaked out. You know, I, I wouldn't say I freaked out. I panicked. I panicked. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> tight ends were coming off the board, and I, I picked Higby. I, I think Higby did pass eye test. But this tight end, I wanted, I got him in every other fantasy league, is Noah Fant. And, is it Fant or Font? Um, Noah Font. Noah Font Fant. Okay. Tomato, Fant. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. When we got to listen again and see yeah. how the announcers say it. Um, what's not to love about this guy? 6'4", 250. The dude ran a 4'5 in the combine. To me, passing the eye test, another tight end from Iowa, Big Ten tight end, like like we said before with Kittle, uh, another Iowa guy that, that popped off. He liked these big, fast, overpowering tight ends. He caught five of his six targets for 81 yards and a touchdown. I think, especially with Sutton banged up, that he's going to be that security blanket um, for Drew Locke. For Drew Locke. He's going to be uh, security blanket for Drew Locke. And now that you got Philip Lindsay banged up too, you, that's going to be another check down wide receiver you have going on. Jerry Judy did have some drops, but he looked decent. But I think Noah Font, Noah Font, 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 Tomato, Tomato, is going to be a top 10 to top 8 tight end going for the rest of the season. Fair enough. I was actually kind of surprised at how well the Broncos' offense looked. I know they lost the game. I know they only put up like 14 points. But without Sutton, I was like, oh, man, this is – I thought Drew Locke actually looked pretty good. I mean, I thought Judy – you know, there was times where Judy looked really good. So that's encouraging to see if you're a Denver Bronco fan. And one thing, last year Denver ranked uh, to the bottom uh, the last uh, red zone efficiency. So that – no offense, could be a big red zone um, targets for them going forward. Hey, the commission <laughs> – Doing some uh, crunching some num nums. Uh, he was hungry. Uh, you got to. He you was hungry. Why some nums? One thing I gotta say about this is this was pissing me off. Stop making Jake Butt a thing. Yeah, like, well, like, that like, shovel pass they tried to do. The guy's coming off three ACL surgeries, yeah. and like I know he's a Michigan man, go blue, a big Michigan fan, but like that's just stop. You got no fan here. The guy's a stud. Get him the ball. Get him the ball. Fair enough. Speaking of getting the ball, and this, I was screaming at the top of my lungs last year because I, I, I had this guy in fantasy, and I was just, give him the ball, Gruden, give him the ball. Josh Jacobs, here's my thing. He passed the eye test for me, and for a variety of different reasons, but, you know, last year, any Josh Jacobs fantasy uh, owner knew that he just was underutilized, and then uh, comes out in week one, plays 78% of the snaps. Put in perspective here, Randy. Last year, had not one point in a single game, or in a single game, they played over 60% of the snaps. So week one, he comes out and plays 78% of the snaps. Love to see it. Four catches on six targets for 48 yards receiving. That's all career highs in a single game. So that's week one. Um, 
you got to love that type of production. We knew the guy was a stud. We know he's a stud. Now, was he a stud where you want to draft him in the first round? There was that uncertainty because you didn't know, oh, is he going to be in third? Is he going to be on third downs? Is he going to get pass catches? If by week, if if we're going off week one here, Josh Jacobs is the top three fantasy running back. He looked great in the passing game. Uh, he, you know what you're going to get in the run. He always falls forward. Um, the guy's a stud, and he passed the eye test in terms of like how they were using him. I know he's a stud, but I'm glad to see how they were using him. Um, you you got to see, and I think this is how that offense is going to go for um, for Las Vegas this year. Is that offense is going to run through Josh Jacobs, and that's the way they should treat it. Josh Jacobs should be the bell cow. I don't want to see Jalen Richard out there. I don't want to see anyone DeAndre else. DeAndre Washington. Get Josh Jacobs the ball and let the kid work. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of running backs that are, are put to work, I'm kind of a surprise out of the – not maybe not a surprise, but maybe a little bit. Malcolm Brown. With Gurley gone, he now has stepped into the role of the lead back there. Um, 26 fantasy points. He played 20 more stamps than their uh, stud rookie, Cam Akers. It was rookie? Cam yeah, Akers? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. Then played 20 more stamps than Cam Akers. Um, also had three catches. And to put it in perspective, Malcolm Brown's actually been in the league for a long time. He's a running back out of Texas. The most catches he's had in a, in a season in a season has been nine. So he already had three. He's already a third of the way through his career high in terms of a year. My thing is, it looks like they're using him. That offense is productive. All of a sudden, this is a guy that might not have been drafted, maybe was drafted 12th, 13th, 14th round. All of a sudden, he has potential now. If they continue to use him, because he looked good, if they continue to use him the way that they used him week one, here's a guy that could be uh, you know, fringe RB1 type talent. Uh, Sean McVay came out. He did come out and say this. and you could, It's like one of those things those you could take it uh, two two different ways, if you read between the lines. He said that it was more of a game script. They were right in the hot hand with – they got Brown, Akers, and uh, Henderson as well. Henderson yeah. got no love. And then Brown was the hot back at the time. Um, I could also say that to keep all the running backs – Happy. Keep them all happy, and he can come out and say that. But the main thing is whoever takes over this position, if it's Brown, if it's Akers that comes on, along without a preseason because he was a rookie – and stuff like that. Malcolm Brown's been there for four years. Yeah, so, yeah. He's been there a while. He's been in the league since like twenty fourteen. Yeah, he's been there. He's been. And he's spent his entire career there. That um, there's going to be fantasy value there. Yes, and it's going to be. Uh, I would say a solid RB two situation. Whatever it comes down to, I think it's Brown or Acres game. I think it's Brown's backfield to lose. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league since 2015, but you're right. He's been with the organization. He was even there in St. Louis. Yeah, with, with Fisher. Yeah, so I agree. Now, another guy, we're giving you guys a lot. Of, we're giving you a lot, a lot of guys because week one, we know preseason here. One guy I kind of want to touch on here is a, a receiver out of the New York area, and that's Darius, Sl- <clears throat> Darius Slayton. Um, Big game, big monster, Monday night. Uh, last year in 2019, he was the 37th best fantasy wide receiver. Now, he only played 14 games. He averaged 12, 12 fantasy points a game. I know you could do this with a lot of different people, but if he played a full 16 games, all of a sudden, if he averaged 12 a game, you're looking at a top 24 receiver. All of a sudden, that's a wide receiver too in fantasy. Um, he obviously had the monster week one. I think my point is, I think this guy's for real. I, uh, you know, I was a little like, uh, I don't know about him and that receiving core. Sterling Shepard, to me, is still a stud. Um, but for me personally, Darius Slate passed the eye test. And I think anybody, I think Lath owns in our league. I think Lath could feel easy, feeling comfortable starting him as a wide receiver three. A crazy stat about that whole wide receiver core. 
um, that catching core, you could say, <clears throat> for the Giants is Slayton, uh, Shepard, uh, Golden Tate, and Evan, Ingram. Evan Ingram never played an entire snap together. That's insane. So that's something to look at, too. <clears throat> as long as uh, Golden Tate's banged up, I would say he's going to get a, a high volume of opportunities there in, for the Giants. But I, Slayton has had multiple touchdown games yes. last year. He had, a, he had a couple monsters. He actually had like at, at least four games over 15 fantasy points at the receiver position, which is not you know, which is you know, good production. I just, from my perspective, I just was unsure about him. Like I don't know what what kind of receiver is he going to be truly. But to me, I like I said, Lath has him. I think he could feel comfortable easily putting him in the wide receiver three right now. And we we did see Daniel Jones. He looks good. Daniel Jones looks good. He yeah. looks good, and they're going to be behind a lot. So and that Pittsburgh team's a good team yeah. d- defensively. So it's like I know they only scored sixteen points, and I know Saquon didn't have a good game, but I think that offense is going to be a lot better than maybe people think. And I think they'll be chasing a lot too, so yes. that will help a ton. It could be like the modern day like like Blake Bortles as Jaguars type. Yeah, just score a bunch of points in like the second half and stuff. Yeah, so. a bunch of garbage time. But remember, garbage points are fantasy points too. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this guy, but I think we got to give some love to DeAndre Hopkins. Step, stepping in, coming with right out the gate, coming with his most catches of, in his career. That's a big FU game to the Texans. Would you agree or disagree? Oh, 100%. It was like hold my jack kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, and here's my thing, too. And they, and they go in, right there? Yeah. Good for the audio. Here's my thing. They go in and they, they, they beat San Francisco. I don't know San Francisco was banged up and everything, but... For this man, DeAndre Hopkins, to go 14 for 151 and probably should have caught a toddy on his first game in Arizona. And again, people, people want to – if you knew like, that he was going to be that productive, like he's the first receiver taken. Or Michael Thomas is and then him. But my yeah. point is people were unsure about how is he going to fit in that offense? Could Kyler get him the ball that – you know, is there enough to go around? Blah, blah, blah. There were some questions. And again, he's still a second, he was still a second-round pick. But for him to go out and do that just cements, number one, that he's probably him and Michael Thomas and Julio maybe, but probably him and Thomas, coin flip best receiver in the league. I mean, yeah. pulling hairs. And what Hopkins is what, 28? Yeah, I mean, 27. 27. 27 in, in his prime. I think, yeah, 27. Um, they got a monster there in Arizona for, for Kyler Murray for years to come. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the fantasy production they could put. Uh, this season. It's funny you mentioned you're looking forward to because there's a guy on your team that we got to touch on that you're probably looking forward to playing every week. Well, like you can't wait to play him every week, and that's Josh Allen. I mean, a big monster against the Jets. How are you feeling about him now? I, I, Josh Allen comes out, drops a 35.5. Could have went for at least 45. He was inside the red zone, inside the 13-yard line, four times. They got two field goals, and he had two fumbles. It's going to be like one of those Josh Allen... He freaks out sometimes. He's he's still like he's got still the, young. He's still he's young. Is. He's still got. But you know what I love to see is they were moving. They got. They are playing to his strengths. They're moving the pocket, letting him run. And and the mere fact he's not he's not a pocket like a pocket passer just because he has this huge rocket arm. You know what I mean? He's not going to just stay in the pocket run. Yeah. You get him out. Get him out off the tackles and 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 then you, and everyone was eating. Everyone was eating. Diggs Brown. Um, I mean, Singletary, Moss, both had good games, and Beasley had about I think Beasley had three for forty or something like that. I mean, yeah, you gotta love it. Just, just, just relax and take care of the ball. If you just if he just eliminates the the stupid throws and the stupid fumbles, the guy could be a fancy monster. Is he is he poor man's Lamar Jackson? 
I think he's poor. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would think he's a poor man's Cam. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it was impressive to watch. I'm a, I'm a big Cam Cam when he was popping off at, at yes. the Panthers. Yes, I get what you're saying. We we didn't even talk about Cam passing that yeah. test, but Cam looked good. But I don't want to talk about him too much because I don't want to jinx him. Um, also, talk about my guys when we play this week. Fantastic, Mike. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so that's passing the eye test. There were so many people again because you didn't watch the preseason. There was no preseason. You didn't really. You didn't have an opportunity. Um, now this next segment, I gotta say, uh, last week, I mean, we're talking fantasy game, game, game of the week, week, week. Last week, I called it Seattle Atlanta. Holy cannoli! I mean, just everybody was eating that game. It's like they went to Crazy Kaplan's. Everyone was popping off fireworks. Everybody. Yeah. Matt Ryan and, of course, Calvin Ridley had about 30 garbage points. I don't want to talk about it. I'm still upset about it. Um, Julio ate. I mean, Hayden Hurst. Even Gage ate, dude. Yeah, Gage was eating. Mm. I mean, Hayden Hurst, not not the best debut, but I think he like 9 or 10, whatever. Um, Gurley was somewhat productive. And then if you go to Seattle's side, lock it, eight. Um Metcalf, didn't he score? Yeah. Metcalf scored. Carson was on out of control. I think Greg Olson even got in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the fantasy points were flying. And this week, we got two different ones. You're going to give you one, and I'm going to give you one. My fantasy game of the week, I'm going, I'm going a little off radar. I'm going Minnesota Vikings and Indianapolis Colts. The Vikings just got torched by the, by the Packers. Nothing wrong with that. We could have talked to Aaron Rodgers past night test. Yeah, he was just yeah. unconscious. Revenge tour is full effect. Here's my thing. I don't think the Vikings defense is that good. I don't think they have been that good for a couple years now. My thing with the from the Colts side, Marlon Mack's out, so now you're getting strictly Naeem Hines and uh, Jonathan Taylor. They're both, I think, gonna eat. I like what I saw out of Paris Campbell, T. Y. Hilton. I think Jack Doyle actually has a better game too. I like what the Colts are gonna do. And then on the flip side, that Minnesota team, that was one of the most bizarre games, like, play calling, and I can remember. Kirk Cousins only had four pass attempts in the first half of that game. Um, but at Thielen's still eight. Olabissi Johnson was getting on the board. I expect Olabissi, I expect um, Thielen not to have as many points, but Thielen to be fine. And then I also think a sneaker, a sleeper here, Irv Smith is going to get in the the – the play calls a little bit here. And then I obviously like Dalvin Cook. And even like Madison against the, the Packers kind of eat. So I like that game and fa- from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, Vikings versus Green Bay. It was a weird game script to start the game. Green Bay was blowing them out early. And then the, the Vikings, like that score didn't even do that game justice whatsoever. No. Vikings threw a couple of late touchdowns, no. just garbage time, just eating. Um, Vikings secondary is banged up to shit. So I think that uh, the Colts can pass a lot, even though Philip Rivers looked like the Philip Rivers of last year. He had two bad picks. Yeah, ter- like that's he's going to be the head scratcher uh, uh, going th- going forward half the time when he plays. Um, but I do like I do like that game. I think uh, I do not know the over under. I didn't like it as much. I think it was around forty nine fifty ish. You didn't want to so touch. I didn't. I didn't want to touch it. But. Moving forward to my fancy pick, uh, fancy game pick of the week. You gotta go back to the well. Falcons at Cowboys. Over under is fifty two and a half. Pound the over. I think this is a big game. I think Cowboys D stinks. Um, yeah, they're just they're banged up. Van Der Esch went out too, and he was playing calling the plays for like four can we, games. Can we, yeah, my bad, I didn't mean to interrupt. But can we stop like talking about Sean Lee as like a thing? Like on Twitter, someone there was like Sean Lee uh, is getting surgery and something like. Just, he hasn't played in like four years. He hasn't played in like five years. Like, he's not, I don't even know if he's on the yeah, roster. Yeah. Is he still on yeah. the roster? Yeah. Yeah. It's right. just, dude, I, like, can we stop talking about him? He, like, I don't understand why this is still a thing. 
Uh, Alden Smith had a signing for the Cowboys. He did look pretty good. Haven't for him. played in five years. Good for him. Um, but he looked semi decent. But I think that game is a, a lot of people are going to eat in that game. I I would say maybe like Ceedee Lamb gets a uh, a big game from him. You get a big game from of course uh, Cooper and and Zeke. I think is going to eat in that game as well. Okay, fair enough. I mean that's fantasy game of the week. So well, the purpose of this segment is if you got guys on that team in our fantasy game of the week, you should play them, right? In your in your fantasy league, you just got to do it. Now. We we okay. We're gonna transition here, and this is the money. This is the money segment because this is the mortgage payment. And you know me, I'm not. I hate. I hate to give the commission any sort of prop at all. But I have to say, this man was hot week one with his picks. I'm talking scorching hot. It was almost unbelievable. Um, a little recap for for the listeners. Uh, I, told, I told you I'm like a fifty fifty guy. Glory. I'm a fifty fifty guy. So when I go up, you you gotta respect. You gotta love it. Um, eight and one on picks on uh, the pod last week. So if you were if you were listening to Commission for once, um, you're making some money, you could say. Um, a little of the future bets that I had, I said Jags weren't going over five and a half wins. They're one and zero. Jags do not look like. May, maybe we'll say week one. We we don't know. We don't know what what actually a team is. I wouldn't say you don't know pretty much anything after four weeks. Then you could really determine what um, a team really is after. So you could treat it like the preseason. But they're one and zero. Uh, Packers are one and zero as well on their way to over nine wins. I think the Packers are going to lock that up. They're going to be a team to reckon with in the NFC. But let's move on to week two. I got seven games. I got my three games at the top that I think are are quintessential locks for uh, for the big money. So if you want to sprinkle a little more on those, I would say like your car payment to your to your mortgage payment. You yeah, could yeah, say yeah. I would say. Rams minus one at Philly. I think Rams smoke Philly. Philly's offensive line. I know Lane Johnson is still questionable to play. He I might, think he might be in now, though. But still, they look terrible, They're and bad. and they gave up eight sacks against Washington. And watching, um, why can't I even think of his name? Chase the, Young. No, the the defensive tackle for the Rams. No, no, uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I'm sorry for my Too mistake. Too much numbers in your head. I know. You can't, you can't sort them out. Uh, watching Aaron Donald eat up the Cowboys' offensive line, that's a, you would say... Top. Uh, at least top, top 10. At least top 10 offensive line <clears throat> and wreaking havoc. And they had eight sacks for Washington. I think the Rams' offensive line eats. Even Leonard Floyd was looking good. Uh, the Bears' bust former pick. First yeah, former first rounder. Um, so I'm taking the Rams minus one at Philly. Another one... I would say is the 49ers at Jets. 49ers are minus seven. After 49ers' tough loss to Arizona, I think 49ers come out, run the ball a ton. I've seen a huge game from Mozart. Um, I know Kittle's banged up and the wide receiver core is banged up, but I think this is like two of their backs are scoring over 16 points. Seven? Minus seven. I think, I think the Jets are a dumpster fire. That's I made a mistake. I should have took the Jets. They were at over under six wins. That team's never they making were it. We're dogging out the Jaguars. And I know, but I I missed I missed it. It's a lot of points. Uh, okay, M- minus seven. I think okay. they at least win by fourteen. Okay, fair enough. The Jets' offense is absolutely terrible. Sure, that defense is pretty and good. Richard, Richard Sherman though, they just put on. Richard, I know, but I'm just telling you. I think they're gonna eat. Okay. Um, and then Lions at Packers. Packers minus six. I think the Packers just keep up this. Revenge tour of Aaron Rodgers and just he, murder. He owns Detroit. Yeah, and it's at home. Yeah, and the first first home game of the year for the Packers. The Packers going on way to two and zero. Oh. 
So we'll see what kind of what's really made of uh, that Lions team coming after blowing that lead to the Bears. Yep. And then we're going to move on so to... So those are your three locks. The three locks. Three locks. Now we're going to move on. These games I'm pretty confident in. I'm just saying like cell phone payment, maybe uh, maybe the water bill, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Falcons at Cowboys over under 52 and a half. That's my game of the week. I'm saying the over. I like that. Uh, Giants at Bears over under 42. I'm taking the over as well. I think I think the Giants. I think the the Giants come out and uh, they're gonna have a lot of garbage points at the I end. I will say this: you is a Barkley fantasy. If you have Barkley, you got to figure he's gonna have a better game. And the way Adrian Peterson looked last week against us, you feeling good about Barkley having a good game? And no, no Eddie Goldman for for Eddie Goldman opting out. It kind of was like it looks huge for the Bears because they. AP looked like 2012 AP. He looked I don't know why the Lions just didn't pound the rock to just run out the entire game. You couldn't stop. You couldn't. Um, so I'm taking. So the, maybe I like that over. I'm taking the over 42. Ravens at Texans. Texans are plus seven. I think Ravens smoke the Texans again. I think the Ravens are. It's going to be Ravens and Chiefs in the AFC. And then we got Chiefs minus eight and a half at Chargers, and I'm taking the Chiefs again because I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers are terrible. I mean, they barely beat the Bengals. I mean, barely. I'm talking barely. And that's because Randy Bullock fucking pulled his right hammy but then talked about his left hammy. In the I, I, no, he put his right calf. He reached out for his right calf after just janking uh, extra points. I don't want to talk too much about kickers because I'm still very upset about... Hey, what happened to your kicker? I'm still very upset. I will say this about Bullock. I do appreciate the immediate... The immediate grab to his calf. Right oh, at, you got Right it. after he hit it. You know, so... You know, that was interesting, but then in the fact that in the post game he said he hurt his opposite calf that he was grabbing. Yeah, he grabbed the wrong one. Um, um, it was like almost like George Costanzo when he didn't know which cane to use, which side. Yep. You know what That's I mean? That's a good reference. Uh, yeah, a little Seinfeld reference. It's a good reference. Um, but can we stop making Tyrod Taylor a thing? Uh, we had this argument before. Like, if you, I, I still think he, if you, if you tell me, okay, I have Tyrod Taylor to win one game, like week two, give me him over maybe six, seven other quarterbacks in the league right now. To win one game. Not talking about future. To win one game. He is a quintessential game manager. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I take him over Trubisky for week two. Give me Tyrod Taylor over Trubisky. Give me Tyrod Taylor over... Joe Burrow. Just... just not, I'm not talking about future. I'm just saying for one game right now. I think Tyrod Taylor is Chase Daniels. No, he's better than Chase Daniels. I think he's a quintessential game manager to a fact that he gets out all the time. They don't score. You can't score with, with Tyrod Taylor ever in the game. No, yeah. You're yeah. not scoring over 20 yeah, points. Yeah. Bagley and, maybe is the guy to own in this, uh, in this whole equation that we're talking about. It's just red zone field goals. And he didn't pass the ball like once to Austin Eckler, and you hate to see that. Well, I mean, I, you knew that was going to happen. You knew that was going to happen. Um, um, but I, th- I think the Chiefs smoke him by at least 12, and this spreads 8.5. Okay. So that's that's my locks. I'll stay tuned. I'll put it out on Twitter yet again um, to see how we do this week. We could come back. I know we're up a little bit, and it would be perfect if I just went one and seven then. Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll see. I think you're feeling good about these. I mean, you're hot, kid. Yeah, stay, stay hot. hot. Stay hot. Like the socks. Stay hot. Oh, 100%. Um, now, it wouldn't be the fantasy lounge if we didn't do our two-minute drill. Oh, 100%. So we, we're going to have to get that going here. Um, some big games. Big, actually, you know, some huge games. Because if you're staring at the face of being 0-2, that's a tough, that's a tough hill to climb. And then we're going to be getting panic mode. This, yeah, that, big, that's, that's when you start making some crazy trades. That, <laughs> there's already been some trades. And I guess, could we talk about this? But I, it's not just me personally. 
But, I mean, Ryan's coming out. I think Ryan's in desperation mode right now. He's coming out with some interesting trades to people. Not just me, but... Um, Any thoughts on that from your end? I said, like, Ryan's, like, the kind of guy, like, you give him a dollar, <laughs> and then, like... I hit, like I have two dollars and I'm like hey I'll trade you and he's like no it's got to be eight yeah 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 you know what, you know what I mean like he just like he just over values what he has constantly okay and it's like you can never make a trade with him it, sometimes you're just like I gotta delete your number because it's just absolute asinine the requests he makes yeah I'm gonna we're gonna go down right down the pipe there right down the pipe right down the pipe all right so with our two minute drill I'm gonna go ahead and get this started we're gonna kick it off in our own division. Uh, Matty Ice versus Matty Ice. Gallagher versus Channel. Who do you like? Um, I, I, I like, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Gallagher just because the Kittle banged up. I think Kelsey versus Kittle would have been a good yeah, matchup. You know what I, I too, I, I think, like Kittle. I like with, with Channel with McCaffrey. I don't know if McCaffrey has a big game against Tampa. They do a pretty good job with him last year anyway. Um, it's interesting what happens with Gallaudet. Right now I'm leaning towards Gallagher, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Gallagher. Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I All think right. that's just a lock. Let's go to McCarthy. He kind of had a bad beat, right, last week or no? He played decent. Andy squeaked by with the win. So McCarthy and Andy going head-to-head here. Um, I think Mahomes just eats up the Chargers. I like Mostert, like you said, against the Jets. If I'm looking at Andy, I'm not happy with Eckler. It's, you know, my, RB, my RB1 right now. I kind of like I kind of like McCarthy in this situation. I like McCarthy as well. They're projected one forty point seventeen for McCarthy to one forty point seven for Andy. I like McCarthy in main fact. Uh, Mozart, Mixon, and Mahomes, and I don't think Watson has that great of a game against Baltimore. Yeah, it's true. It's a tough matchup. Maybe Allen Robinson though, like a pay me game. Hopefully, maybe like statement game. Um, we're going Simo, Kyle the Creator versus the Wall Jeans. Waldo squeaked out a dub last week. Um, you know, it's interesting with Murray and Hopkins. Jeez Louise, they looked amazing. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, now Lindsay's out. I kind of like Simo this week because he's got starting Gordon. I like Simo as well just because Murray's been running the ball a ton. You got Hopkins, and I think Thielen's going to eat against Indy. Ooh, short and sweet. Thick and petite. Uh, Lathacito, who had a tough week last week, and now I know Michael Thomas. He's struggling against uh, Lewis with Lamar's attacks. Obviously, we, we talked about Lamar Jackson. Um, Breeze is projected 25, but with no Michael Thomas. Oof. Um, I don't know how good DJ Moore is going to be with Bridgewater. So as your three, I don't know. I I think it's a toss-up, but I kind of give me, give me Lewis just because of Lamar Jackson. I like Lewis as well because Lamar Jackson also for late Godwin, Godwin concussion, concussion protocol. protocol. You hate to see that. Mark Ingram. Well, I know we're not even close. We yeah. never are. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ingram was getting almost like split carries with J.K. Dobbins, and you hate to see that. You hate to see that. You, you like want to take over with the AP start. I, I kind of like Ertz this week too after Wentz kind of had a bad game with him. I kind of like Ertz to bounce back. Yeah, I don't know if I would start AP though for Lewis. It's interesting. Right. Um, and then finally Dave, who thinks he's now the fantasy god, Sir Per. Uh, to Drake in my cup, Ryan scrambling for some trades, not really liking his team. I know he's down on Odell. He plays Thursday, so he's gonna start him. Um, look, Steuben's team last week, Crowd and Robbie Anderson. I mean, I mean, those are some great starts that he yeah. made. Um, Tip and then ca- Josh Jacobs looks good. I think Steuben's high right now in terms of he's hot. The kid's hot. It's just fantasy wise, the kid's hot. I think Cook's gonna eat. For, for and then I like Russell too. And then uh, Russell, but I I also say this is like Tom Brady coming out game. I think after last week, I think he's going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But is that wishful thinking on your part? Uh, and I, it kind of is. And I think <laughs> I think Barkley has a huge, uh, a lot better game as well. Um, it's like what do you? But got? I also think you, Chubb has a better game too. Yeah, for... but you like you need something out of Odell. Like, yeah, you, get, you, you need, need at something. least like at least his projected points. Yeah, yeah give me a fifteen. Uh, I still like Steuben. You sound like you like Ryan. Um, I actually like I I actually like Stu. Okay, fair enough. All right, now our game, I don't call my game. You have, again, just put people in your starting lineup. Well, what's what's the projections right now? It's annoying. It's right real. now, I'm, I'm pulling some Jedi mind tricks on Trotta. I have no one listed as starting because I don't want to give him any satisfaction of seeing what the projections are. Um, let's go down with Trotta. I think this is going to be terrible for me. Uh, I will say this about my – I don't like some of my matchups. Um you know, in terms of, I don't like Juju necessarily against Denver. I think Waller against New Orleans is a tough matchup. And then David Johnson against Baltimore is tough. Um, so it's kind of tough. I'm starting Cam, though, on Sunday night against Seattle. I mean, I do have Emmanuel Sanders sitting there, which I think I might pull the trigger. Uh, to start over who? Edelman. I think Edelman's do you well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I, give you any insight. I, I do, do think, also. I do think it's gonna be one of those things where we're both sitting together on Monday night, and you might be chasing like 14 with like Waller. Fair enough. And because you're done by Sunday, I'm done by Sunday. And it's kind of a big game for both of us because yeah. I think I think Channel and Gallagher are they might two run, top yeah. five teams in yeah. the league. We we're like we know we're fighting for right now. With the, <laughs> yeah, with we're the five the five six spot. We're fighting for the six spot. Yeah, the the six spot that will sneak into the playoffs and make some noise. But let's just let's just get a win. The main thing is don't panic when we go home. I, you know, a lot of people were checking in on my mental my mental health, and I have to say I did have one little blow up. I called Waldo about the obviously the Guskowski uh, debacle, missed three forty three forty uh, yard field goals, and then missed extra point. Um, obviously that he's never done that in his career, and of course I start him that year that game. So I had I had a moment where I thought I was going to go Mikey meltdown mode, and I. Actually, I'm surprised at how well I'm feeling, but we'll see. It this all could change by Thursday. Yeah, he did get. He is part of the All Decade team, which is just literally insane. the best kicker of the past decade. Him and Tuttle Tucker, but yeah, yeah Tucker and uh, yeah, but then a Terry. You just hate to see it. It's just like, oh, buddy. Um, that's just. I hope just give me a win. That's what, that's what I need. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really out. I'm not gonna really out. Oh, who are you taking? Who are you taking? We, let's, I, let's make a I, let's make a play. I I'm not. Ta- I don't take anybody in my games. I mean, I like my team. I like my team right now. That's all I'm saying. Gun to your head, go. Who do you take? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna take myself, but I don't. I hate to do it. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take you as well. Uh, of course, you. What are you just gonna make? Um, all right, that's a two minute drill. That was like that was a, really like a four minute like methodical drive. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, I was rate. hoping to get out of here in thirty five. We're gonna get out of here in forty five. That's oh, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, again, you know, Sunday, are you going to get some people over? I think I'm actually going to my buddy's house. So, cause I, I didn't, I thought you were going to Colorado. So. And you're, you're dropping <laughs> drop, drop it. Yeah. No, you can't go to your buddy's house. Uh, we'll see. I already kind of made plans because I thought you were going to Colorado. Oh. So we'll see. Hate to see it. Start, <laughs> start on hot. I think it's just cause you don't want to be in the same room. With Maybe. Me. Cause I, you know, I'd get hot. Uh, I'd probably break something. You'd yell at me cause yeah. I'd throw something against the ground. You're yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, just be better. Just yeah, I be can't. Better. I can't help adult. it. I can't control my emotions. Um, yeah. So hey, check us out on all. <laughs> check us out on. Instagram, I no, Take that back. I really cleaned the front rooms because I just expected you just to be in the front room to watch the entire game and not be by anyone else. Uh, so if you and your buddy just want to go in the front room, that's fine. Okay, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, 
Uh, check us out though on Instagram, Twitter. This is pretty good. I thought it were pretty good numbers we gave today. Yeah, little, if you wanted the numbers, you got the numbers. You sprinkled some nugs. Sprinkled I thought so. Nugs. I thought so. Um, as always, I'm Mikey Mack. He's the commission. Remember, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Take care, y'all. Good night, boys.